Westerns always had that charming phrase, meanwhile back at the ranch. So let's turn from the larger and rather depressing global shenanigans and see if we can't rustle up some wholesome news from our resident posse. So live via Telegraph, please welcome all the way from their ranch in New York, Huckleberry Heidi and Bronco Brand. Hi Heidi and hi Brand. Howdy. Hello. It's to stick by the Western trend. Howdy. Howdy. Howdy, Andy. <laughs> Yeehaw. <laughs> that was terrible. Forgive me, everyone. Um, so what has been going on back at the round? Well, we were thinking about we've had some pretty nice successes with a client we've been working with over about two years. They do. You know, think about that time frame, two years. That's the yeah. pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And what they do is yeah. social and emotional support for pupils in school in one of the largest school districts in the United States. Now, you can imagine over the last two years, it has been horrific. There's been a huge need for psychological support, therapeutic support, getting the correct providers into schools. And that's what they do. They connect services with the schools. And sometimes not in schools. The students are still students, whether they're at home or they're in the school. They still provided this service while children were, were doing yes. remote learning. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So yeah. they've had huge burnout. They lost 50% of their staff, 5-0. Wow. And wow. that's just through emotional attrition of people saying, I can't do this. This is in the midst of the George Floyd murder and the Black Lives Matter protest. Right. And a lot of these pupils are students of color, and it was horrible for them. So we've been supporting them in different small interventions over the course of a year. And one of the places it got really interesting is we did a survey this past winter saying, how are you doing? And the answer was, of course, as st staff tend to say about leadership, you suck. <laughs> yeah. right. Sometimes you shouldn't yeah. ask the question unless you're ready to hear the answer. And this one, we, we wanted to hear that answer yeah. so we could get leadership to move. Yes, but also they needed right. to have the forum to be able to say and be heard, yeah. you suck. There was a little more detail to it, but not much. <laughs> so so what, what was the next step? The next step, and this is where it gets really interesting because we have a long relationship with them, because we've been in and out the door with them, we developed an intervention that wasn't, hey, Pizza Fridays, I'm sure you'll love us with Pizza Fridays. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, not yeah. gonna come. We're, we're well past Pizza Fridays <laughs> at this point. So what we looked at was how can leadership authentically communicate to staff that they hear what's happening, that they know what's happening, and that they care about what's happening. And how do they do that without it being platitudes, messaging, and general BS? The way they do that is through the supervision process of staff and creating an internalized, standardized, overarching, what can staff expect? And it's a fascinating way of turning what might be, quote, performance management 
into an authentic work-based conversation where the staff have maximum input into this is what's happening. So it's creating a megaphone for them to speak. It's creating a standardized process where they know they're going to be heard and it emphasizes the mission of their work. So instead of offering pure lip service, opening a dialogue, bring all the problems to the surface. In a systemic and repeatable way. Yeah, and it's interesting, most of this staff is either social workers or mental health professionals that didn't have an outlet to be heard within their organization. There was, there was something right. missing in the organization. You were to go out and help others, but no one was helping you internally. How do you achieve that? How can you do it so it doesn't feel like a gimmick that is just being thrown at you by the management to try and fix something that they don't really care about? And that, that was interesting because it, it used to be in the organization. One of the senior leaders moved on, went to another job, the acting leader, and now the primary leader, Mm -hmm. really had to shift the perception of the organization's culture and the caringness of the organization. Yes, outwardly, we care for our clients. Inwardly, we care for you, and we want to take care of you. I was going to say, you've got a longstanding relationship with this organization. Is it that understanding that allows you to create this solution because you understand the personalities involved. There are two key points to this case. And number one is, I think our solution is brilliant and it is quite innovative. But the other piece is exactly what you hit on. And it sounds ridiculously, it sounds so stupid. It's the contract vehicle. When you work with a client over this period of time, and you are a trusted insider who comes in and out, you're capable of doing much more quality work. You're capable of helping them in ways that if you come through the door with jazz hands and (laughs) a great pitch, and you do that every six months, all you get from your consultant is platitudes. We're working on a retainer basis like you would have a lawyer. So that as things have come up, as crises have developed, it's not a process of the leader saying, I think we need someone to help us with this. Let's go get some help. Instead, it's clickety-clack, send out an email. Do you have time to get on the call, a call with me to coach me through and to tell me, is this a blip? Or do we need an investment? Or do you have a person on staff that can help us with challenge X, which we have done. We've brought in people to work specifically with them on specific things. And it's an interesting model. And the retainer model in consulting has never really taken off. Right. But I think it's going to start taking off more with small and medium-sized organizations Because every time you hire a consultant, the first thing they want to do is an analysis and get to know you. If you do that over and over again, you're you're wasting time and you're wasting resources as opposed to having someone on retainer that knows you, has worked with you before, that has gained trust between the leadership and the employees. Yeah, if if you'd come in with your notepad full of usual fixes, this is what we do with our other clients, you, you may not have found that solution. You know, it's, no, it's that no, long-term no. relationship 
that is based on those personalities that mm -hmm. are within the organization. And we can also foresee things that we've seen before right, in right. other organizations. Right. Oh, you're going down this path. These are the obstacles or resistance you may see as you mm -hmm. do this. It's uh, a bit like... And so it, just like when you hire an attorney yeah. and you have an attorney on retainer, that attorney gets to know you and knows, knows what you need. So just, and it's yeah. no different than a financial advisor, an attorney, or a doctor. I was going to say, all we all... All yeah. three of those get to know you and they know what you're about, and they can see things coming. Yeah, and I was going to say that <laughs> uh, the as... doctor analogy is bang on. I was going to say that because, you know, it's a very trusting yeah. relationship. And that person over time knows, genuinely knows when you're not quite right. They know so much about you that they can sort of tell when you are genuinely under the weather. Yeah. Whereas that new doctor, you begin again, and it's a process of getting yeah. to know each other. It becomes annoying yeah. when you have to do it over and over again. And yes. I think that it's this perception of, oh, we're saving money if we just go and, to stick with the doctor analogy, yeah. Yeah. if we just go and buy something at the pharmacy, that's perfectly good enough. <laughs> Yeah. It is that Band-Aid, isn't let's it? Get some, <laughs> yes. Let's get some Band-Aids yeah. and put it on our problem, and we're good for another year. It's, it's a fun client to work with because you're seeing actual progress. Right. Right. You definitively see them moving up and up and up, as opposed to, whoops, let's climb the hill. Oh, you slid halfway back down the hill. I mean, that must be a great feeling to implement a, a, a new system and then to actually see the fruits of that labor is... Yeah, it's yeah. it's great. And we hope to get more retainers <laughs> yeah. because it really is a, it is a great model. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you so much, and good luck to them. It's a great story. So, what are we? Where are we at next week, Heidi? What's on the cards? What do Greta Thunberg and Vlad Putin have in common? <laughs> Not much, I'm guessing. I hope. Actually, quite a bit. Quite Let, a bit. Let's see. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I look forward to that. Thanks ever so much, guys. All right. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye.